Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Ruby fans, dancing all the way from California to Texas. We have the Ruby After Show tonight. How are you all doing? How can you Crying be so happy? to the microphone. Also, I just realized that all of us are wearing red in some... We do. It's red and gold. It is solidarity colors tonight. I, mean, I obviously did not get the red shirt memo, but at least I wore the red hat. So Nailing it. Yeah. Dude, I think red and gold. Solidarity. <laughs> I think in our hearts we were all mourning a certain something and just Aww. generally feeling like red was an appropriate color. But guys, we... Because, like, <laughs> red is blood and death and destruction? It's red for murder. Probably, yeah. <laughs> well, and Pira and Penny. And yeah. I'm glad yeah. I'm not the only person who went there with that. I mean, no, red for murder. Murder, murder, murder. We have a lovely show tonight, we ladies and gentlemen. Know. We're going to talk about dead things. If you can't tell, we're, we, we're feeling feelings. Anyway, tonight <laughs> we, are talking, we, <laughs> we are talking about episode 9, PvP, and episode 10, Battle of Beacon, and we're also going to be touching on the world of Remnant, the Four Maidens, because I mean, it was kind of fillery, but uh, it's good to touch there's on things like there's that. There's an important implication in that, that we'll get to once <laughs> that it, all that's a pop wizard. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Let I mean, me, let's just bury the lead now. <laughs> Let me go ahead and introduce my fantastic panel, Mark Donica. Howdy, I'm Mr. Mark B. Donica. You can follow me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaje. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. We're also checking the hashtag R-W-B-Y-A-B-T-V on Twitter, and we're looking at the live chat, so, you know, comment, get in the conversation, all that fun stuff. Say the hashtag three times fast. I do. R-W-B-Y-A-B-T-V. No, don't. Filling in for Patrick Dees is the wonderful Emma Fife. Yes, that's me, Emma Fife. I can be found all over the internet at Emma Fife. And I'm your host, Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me, at the Mengwin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-N. Joining us from Austin, Texas, we have two wonderful, wonderful guests. We have the voice of Torchwick and the producer of the show, Gray Haddock. And right and uh, we have the voice of Pira and wanted criminal, Jen Brown. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's stretch. Yeah, normally that's Torchwick's gag. What the heck? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing great. Well, I guess uh, Jenna is kind of de-stressing at the moment. I know. <laughs> so, what was that about? Well, okay, it's really not nearly as exciting as it sounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all it was was uh, the for some reason the Rooster Teeth offices are barricaded by the police right now on both sides, like on mm. on the street. It's barricaded directly in front of the office, so you can't get in no matter how you try to go around. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is they're finally coming after Miles. 
I was going to say, since they're barricading the Rooster Teeth offices specifically, I'm starting to think, Jen, this is not your problem. No. It's a, this is a, this is a, a larger uh, <laughs> issue. Like the plot thickens. <laughs> I just had to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I went up to the cop, and I was like, hey, so I need to go in there. Like, there's a thing I need to be at. Um, and he's like, well, no one's come. If anyone comes out, they're not coming back in. <laughs> All right. I was like, well, can I wa- walk? He's like, yeah, you can walk. Hey, that's oh, a long way. Um, Goodness gracious. So, James, are you, is that who's engineering for us? Um, there's, there's a, we're oh. dealing with a, there's an issue with the computers right oh, okay. now. We'll get, the, we'll get the visual going. Great. I was about to talk, uh, talk to James. I just had a yeah. bunch of people in the live chat being like, we can't see them. I'm like, but we're I can on see it. them. We're working on it. We're working <laughs> on it. Actors, it's fine. It's probably yeah. better this way. Yeah, we're just <laughs> gen- yeah. can imagine whatever they want it to look like. It's go, probably go, go ahead better. and pull up some, some pure and torch with thumbnails. Exactly. <laughs> That's actually exactly what they look like in real life, so. That is a fact. <laughs> well, hopefully, by the time we wrap up the show, you will be able to exit the building without any difficulty. True. We'll be pulling for you. <laughs> I'm really sorry to have trapped you at the Rooster Teeth <laughs> office, if not. So, our apologies. I don't know how I'm getting home. <laughs> well, you know, they're filming 11 Little Roosters, so... Yeah. I have no That's idea the if they're filming that right now, you guys. I'm joking. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, let's let's go ahead and talk, because, I mean, these, these two episodes, I mean, not much happened, right? Softballs, really. Right? Soft, right. Soft, Filler, softballs. Fillery, I mean, uh, <laughs> we only had the first oh. character death on the show of a named uh. and loved character, you know, but that, that happens. Violent I mean, murder. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. Hey, uh, murder <laughs> is intentional. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Right. You're right. Manslaughter. Manslaughter. Yeah. Robot, robot slaughter. Destruction of property. <laughs> yeah, that's it, actually. <laughs> um, Manslaughter sounds so much worse than murder. No, I agree. Manslaughter does sound worse than murder, but like legally speaking, it's not as offensive an offense. Yeah, <laughs> which is really weird. Lawyers came up with really weird names. They for really everything. did. They really but, did. But Double Jeopardy is still the best thing they came up with. That is a terrible cool. movie. Great term. But yes. I will say that this this is very much a turning point for the show. It and is. Gray, I believe you actually a couple weeks prior to this episode airing, kind of issued a warning to parents who are letting younger viewers yeah. watch this that things were going to be getting a little darker. You were not exaggerating. No, no. So, I mean, again, and we were just reiterating something that we've been saying for a couple of years, ever since um, in the behind-the-scenes materials, uh, even, you know, Monty made a big deal out of how he's a big fan of Game of Thrones, so <laughs> if that tells you about, like, where like, some elements of the story might go. Um, and, and the panels of the conventions, we've been trying to let people know that just because we can only put out so many episodes a year, and the show's been focused a certain way for the first couple of years. You might assume that that's, this is always going to be the tone of the show. And um, we needed to make sure that people understood that, no, 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 things are about to accelerate. We are going to start to hit some more mature imagery. We had all sorts of debates about how we were going to go about doing that. Rooster Teeth has never really put up a viewer discretion advisory in front of video before, and we're definitely not going to start censoring ourselves either. And so we just kind of wanted to, as we've done with so many other, you know, occasionally complicated subjects with the community and the viewership, we figured, well, let, let's go ahead and, and talk this out on the website. So uh, I went ahead and put that journal post up, and um, every episode in the uh, in the metadata and in the, the episode description for it, it always links to that post. 
where it's like, hey, just a heads up, sometime in the near future, this is probably going to be relevant. We don't want to say exactly when. Mm-hmm. Uh, we posted it a little bit early so people didn't assume that um, we were being spoilery just because of the exact timing of the message. Even though, yeah, so we, we ran it just before the first episode of 2016, which was episodes, or chapter 7, which was the, the villain's flashback episode, which, again, had some strange imagery to it, and, um, and, 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 and never gets it. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, um, with Mer- uh, Mercury's father. Right, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Mercury is shown yeah. to be exactly uh, how hardcore he is. Yeah. Uh, so we, we just thought that was a good time. And um, everyone seems to have reacted well to that warning. We actually got a lot of appreciative notes from parents and big brothers and sisters and whatnot. And then a lot of the fans uh, also took it as kind of, you know, they got a little jazzed off of it. Uh, just they're like, oh, wow, that's, they're, they're, here it comes. Everything they've been talking about for years, they must be about to pull the trigger. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, all, all the way around, we're, we're glad that we did it. Yeah, no, it was probably very good to give people a heads up. I know. Yeah, absolutely, because I mean, I think it's especially, uh, it, I don't think it's as bad nowadays, but like in the U.S. for so long, there was this attitude towards animation that like, if it was animated, that meant it was for kids. Like, uh, with the exception of The Simpsons for the <laughs> longest time, that yeah. that was the attitude. And so yeah. I think that it is always wise to issue a warning, even though I would argue that overall, like, this, I've never considered the show to be for kids, because I watched it only as an adult, obviously. It's more uh, teenager-friendly. We've had, um, I don't know how many times we decapitated Grimm and Volume yeah. 11. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, oh, yeah. The very yeah, first video. First, yeah. um, a human, non-cartoony or non- hunter-on-hunter, you know, violence, where you kind of understand how that's going to work, but I mean, when, uh, when they deal with, uh, um, you know the the, shop, the, the bookseller. Oh, uh, right. Um, Tuxin. Tuxin's book trade. Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> Everything under the sun. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so you get to we we start volume two literally with a bang, but this it there's so <laughs> much so. Intense. Yeah, I had to go there. Sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> she really liked. She really liked Tussin. Oh. Okay, no, I'm <laughs> laughing at the pun. We also had someone in the chat who made a comment about now I know how to turn pennies into quarters. Oh, yeah. I hate. That was Lego no. Master 121. Get out! Get out! Get out of the chat! <laughs> I need a trombone. <laughs> I don't appreciate that. Oh, I do. <laughs> it, it, it really is the case when we were talking about that journal post where. Um, uh, and it, it happened again just a couple of weeks before we returned for the second half of this volume where um, I was talking at a screening and afterwards a parent brought their daughter up and um, he had to convince her to uh, not come in full regalia for some reason, but it's like she, he still let her wear like the ruby boots and something else and I asked her who her two favorite characters were and it's like, well, it's ruby and Penny. Like, oh, oh, hey, Dad, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, I think, too, certainly with uh, what went down uh, with Penny in uh, Chapter 8, uh, no, Chapter 9, Chapter mm-hmm. 9, yep, uh, was it merited a warning because I do think that that is a character that does have a lot of appeal to a younger audience. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and it's... But at the same time, it's also good that you guys don't necessarily feel the need to censor yourselves either. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, not that Ruby is officially an anime, very anime mm-hmm. influenced, but for years and years, anime in the U.S. Mm. could only be obtained in censored form. Yeah. yeah. So I... Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice. Fact, anyone who's used to Western animation, 
uh, particularly if the only way that you watch cartoons is uh, on American cable networks, mm-hmm. uh, then you're just not used to the voice of the show having quite this wide dynamic range. Right. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of people watching the show that they don't know Rooster Teeth any other way. They don't mm-hmm. know its sensibilities or its its humor uh, or, or what we're capable of. Yeah, those are involved that have been watching Rooster Teeth shows from the beginning. They don't have any issue with it. Like They, yeah. they, they understand know, that it's yeah. for adults immediately, but there are so many families that just stumbled upon it um, and their children and just kind of assumed... Yeah, it was for a kid because yeah. you wouldn't know otherwise. Really, no. I mean, well, you would, but if you didn't know anything about Rooster Teeth, then yeah. it popped up on Netflix. You know, when your five-year-old was like, totally. "Oh," which has happened. That's exactly. again yeah. how some people, yeah, exactly. yeah that's well, how they yeah, know yeah, us. Yeah. But and yeah, no, so we're we're glad we have the discussion. The the word is out there, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's. I, I think everyone gets it. We're yeah. still, you know, it's it's not going to be anything more intense than. Some of the imagery that you're going to see in Star Wars or Harry Potter, sure, but again, yeah, right. if, you, if you thought this was strictly a family show that will always, always stay completely safe, even for the seven-year-olds out there, then hey, it was just time to wake up. Yeah. Those are some hardcore seven-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. But no, but it's an important <laughs> lesson to learn. It it's, is. It's to learn stakes like this and how how characters can. Uh, fall victim yeah. to the villains in such Absolutely. a way. And it, and it provides a much broader color of character that we're going to see with Pyrrha and the whole class yeah. moving forward. Well, and, yeah. and heaven, Absolutely. heaven forbid violence has consequences in your media. <laughs> what? That's what I'm going yeah. for. Get out! And I, actions having consequences. And I was going to say, too, you know, just speaking to the kids that accidentally discover this and watch it, if I had discovered this show on Netflix as a seven, eight-year-old, I would have watched it. I would have begged my parents to let me watch it if they wouldn't. Because it's yeah. because again, you have this team of all girls in awesome costumes oh, kicking yeah. butt. Yeah. Of course, I want to watch it. <laughs> and we're the TBZ generation. Yeah. We grew up on this anime that even though censored, it's was a good thing. It's a good thing they blew up those abandoned buildings, so <laughs> no one really did her. send those people to an alternate dimension. <laughs> oh no, guys, they are super dead. But you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned Pira, piece. Mark. Yes, uh, I did. Uh, and I do. I want to talk about Pira because I, I just should we? Her. We've we've had. Uh, she's been undergoing a huge, a lot, a huge weight has been put onto her shoulders uh, over the past Mm -hmm. couple episodes and she already kind of had that anyway because she's looked to as this hero as this celebrity hero and now that she had the the choice of whether or not to give up her existence to become Autumn kind of thrust upon her Mm -hmm. uh, that's a huge responsibility and then having this tragedy happen right afterwards at her hands, that's a lot for a character to process and undergo on top of that, she is the only character with existing celebrity I mean she had her face on a cereal box people know who she is people are going to turn in, tune in to watch this fight and they just watched her gratuitously murder someone on live TV. If Penny hadn't been a robot, that would have been... It's R-rated violence with PG graphics is what it is. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, that's the thing. It's the knowledge that if Penny hadn't been a robot, that would have been a bloodbath. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's part of the reason why she's so shocked. I yeah. mean, it, one, obviously she destroyed someone, and then trying to wrap her head around every... Oh, it's horrible. It's awful. I mean, that would make anyone catatonic. Like, I... Ugh. Ugh. I was so upset when I watched it. I was so angry. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm 
was like, really? Do we have to do this? Yeah, right now we're in the middle of... uh, (laughs) So, you know, as we talk right now, we've got... uh, One week from tomorrow is the final, final day of production on Ruby Volume 3. Wow. So, animation on it is done. Uh, It's about done going through render. Our, Our compositing and visual effects teams are still grinding away and our editing team and audio and uh, and are, are they're also working on it and we're finishing building the, the DVDs and Blu-rays right now and uh, what this also tends to mean is that we're at the point where we start recording the audio commentaries that will appear on the discs mm-hmm. so every night this week has been crew commentary director's commentary, cast commentary and so forth and without fail you know we're all hammered up and we, we've got all these stories that we want to tell and we, we, we kind of fail to keep whatever it is that we're talking about synced up with whatever little moment is going on on screen because we're trying to tell so many stories. And then yeah. I'm starting with about this moment, everyone just loses themselves, yeah. starts watching the rest of the volume, and we have to kind of keep... We go quiet for minutes at a time, and they have to remember, oh, crap, that's yeah. right, we're doing a commentary. <laughs> yeah, there, there were multiple times during, like, when we were recording the commentary last night where I was just like... Because I hadn't seen... A lot of the episodes. Yeah, I mean, you know what happened? You hadn't actually seen the visuals. Right. I mean, I read it. I knew it was happening, but I had, you know, I hadn't seen any of them. Right. Of course. We would be talking, and then all of a sudden, I would just be quiet for minutes, just sitting with my hands on my face, being like, "What? Ooh, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's so great." Yeah, actually. Jen, a, a question for you from uh, at MegDoglax32 on Twitter. She tweeted this at Megan and I uh, much earlier today. She wanted to know how you felt, since we were talking about you know reading the scripts and knowing what was going on, but then finally seeing it on screen, how you felt when you got the script where the character of Amber was introduced. Oh, I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, knew, I knew something big was going to happen with my character right. because... They told me that from day one, that, like, she was going to, you know, take some power. And so when I got to read all this stuff about Amber, I was like, oh, this is... I didn't know how they were going to do it. Right, of course. Something was going to happen. And I just thought it was so unique and interesting and strong and just such cool storytelling and such, like, a hard thing for her to have to go through. Yeah. it's really lovely character development, and yeah. as an actor, like you see that, and you're like, uh, "Yes, please." Yeah, <laughs> like, yes. no, totally. Oh, I, that's great. <laughs> I agree. I, I, I just, I, even though it's very, very painful, like I love what's going on with Pira's storyline this season because she is, because Pira is such a good person. She is, <laughs> and it's, and it's just so heartbreaking to see this really genuinely good, caring person go through this struggle of I can take on this massive responsibility and potentially do a lot of good, but I could completely lose myself. Yeah. Well, Jen's type is tortured redheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they uh Rooster Teeth has definitely figured out Although we had someone in the chat say Carolina didn't suffer that much. I'm like, I'm sorry, what show were you Excuse watching? <laughs> you, you get out as well. Different <laughs> flavors. Rewatch different uh, flavors. Um, <laughs> we have a question. I, I'm assuming this is posed to everybody, uh, but we have a Most question likely. from Liam Helms on uh, the hashtag asking, do you think Jean and Pira will receive similar fates to the people who they were inspired mm, by via well, Cinder? Let's mm. see. We have victory via massive sacrifice, and we have immolation. So I'm going to go with, God, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 gotta, don't I don't know. I don't know. I, I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I, I'm going to go with God. I hope not. But you know, yeah. if it happens, I'm not going to be surprised. How, nah, how about you, Mark? I, I, I got my theories. They, I mean, they said that the characters that they're based on don't necessarily depict how they're going, how their entire fate is going to be played out in the show. Um, yeah. So we're, we're playing a lot with uh, assuming that there's a certain amount of foreknowledge that the audience has uh, with, with mythology or fairy tale is used mm-hmm. uh, for each character. Right. And then source of tension about, you know, will they meet, will this incarnation of this fairy tale in this world meet the same fate or not? Right. Is, is going to be kind of a recurring thing. Ooh. Which actually yeah. is fun. Yeah. It keeps everyone on their toes. Yeah. So basically, exactly. we could start a pool right now, and then as the seasons go on, figure out <laughs> figure out exactly <laughs> who's got the best odds. It's like the Ruby yeah. Hunger Games. Here's, it really is, though. Here's here's a question that I want to pose to the panel as well. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that this is the end of Penny for sure? That there's absolutely no way she can <laughs> God, come back. No. I hope not. She's a okay. Here's the thing. It's like. If you're gonna have a major character death, I this is gonna sound horrible to say, but like <laughs> keep it permanent. This is this is but this is the person to do it to because of the possibility of impermanence. You know what I mean? Like she's a she's a robot. Technically, she could come back. Well, she might be backed up somewhere. Well, not exactly. That, but I, we've got right now. We've got Torchwick in the air. And he's in the same general vicinity of the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a little bit of a swoop up, and he's going to live up to that Lampwick destiny, and we're going to see Evil Penny. That oh. will be fun and interesting, because <laughs> Cinder has oh. the blueprints. Oh. That's yeah. true. She does. <laughs> and obviously some programming know-how. Yeah. And Penny is a huge powerhouse, so it makes a lot of sense to take her out very gratuitously right before this huge battle goes down. And then bring her back on your side, yeah. along with the all of the other robot army that you. God, we just had Skynet up in yeah, here. Yeah, no, did. that true. did not end well. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been it's been so great. We've got so many smart fans out there, really been enjoying everyone's theorizing about. Um, you know, they're going all the way back to some of Penny's very original volume, volume one dialogue mm-hmm. about. Um, you know, uh, does she have an aura? Is she generating it? Where does it come from? Does that make her? How unique is she or not? Right. And and how special are the circumstances under which she was made? And yeah, I, I guess we're all about to find out. Well, <laughs> and we've got Crow's comment about Atlas and developing the ability to shove aura in stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. We're, we're, I think we're get, we're on the judging from that comic. We're on the v- comment. We're on the very brim of getting an explanation. And Ironwood in <laughs> Battle of Beacon sort of showed where it all started with him ex- seemingly experimenting on himself because he's got them Star Fox legs. Instead of boots, <laughs> right? he's got full metal lower legs is what it looks like. I just looked at him and went, that looks like Star Fox. Definitely metal arm. Metal yeah, definitely a metal, metal, a metal hand, hand. And a sweet, sweet gun. But um, yeah. it's a, I think he's got the gun gun. Yeah, he's got the gun we gun. We haven't seen it be anything else It's a else gun that yet. shoots smaller guns. Huh? Um, it, looks, it looks like a yeah, Helsing gun, doesn't yeah. it? It does. Let's find out what the second trigger does. Yeah, Ooh. that's true. Uh, she did see two triggers on the. <laughs> I was going to say, I just wanted to share one uh, comment from the chat uh, in regards to the potential for having sort of like an android army. Uh, Hikari Aria says, uh, "Ruby Order 66." Oh god! <laughs> there, no. I got that on. Someone put that on our reaction video for this episode. Oh, the copyright. Order 66. Oh yeah, that's been copyrighted. Uh, we can't talk about Dumb that joke. anymore. Yeah. Anywho, We're current. Anywho, uh, I do. You uh, again talking about Torch Rick. How 
I mean, it was both really great <laughs> to see him again, and at the same time, not great at all. He looked really good for being locked in a cell for God knows how that long. Is true. His, yes. his hair was ready to go. I know. Like, I actually <laughs> think his hair might all have been The dye liner was perfectly applied. He's ready. Yeah. yeah. He was on that military <laughs> diet, too, so he lost a couple of pounds. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, you know, Kerry and Miles had a lot of thinking to do about the structure of the season and what should happen when and who to save for what and when do you want to begin to remind yeah. the audiences of what conditions certain characters that you haven't seen in a while might be in. Uh, you know, it came all the way down to, you know, um, should Torchwick appear in the opening credit sequence or not? We decided mm, not to do no, that. Yeah. There was whether or not Torchwick should have a scene in the, um, the enemy flashbacks in Seven and we decided, no, that's not such a good idea either. They really want the surprise to be the exact timing it, when mm-hmm. he gets freed. Yeah. Which meant, so, but, you know, that we had the little teaser of you still get to hear um, one line of dialogue from him during one of, like, the radio play segments in the middle of seven. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but it was, it's, it's, yeah, be careful what you wish for. He's loose now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pressing all sorts of buttons. Doesn't matter. Uh, uh, what a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, ooh, what does this button do? Uh, some bits of trivia for you before we finish talking about yeah. um, uh, that AKs who got order 65 and a half. <laughs> uh, so we actually managed to sneak in uh, Iron Hilda from X-Ray and Vav. What? Really? Yeah. Where? Well, yeah, it, it, we, we thought that, uh, you know, the, those uh, AKs have been around since volume two. And then for uh, at the end of the most recent season of X-Ray and Vav, she gets an Orf, you know, Orf becomes a suit of armor. Uh-huh. And we thought, yeah, that's kind of close enough. Let's put her in the background with a lot of the AKs. So if the, <laughs> you'll be able to see her uh, in there in one of the shots. Oh, oh my God. Buzz TV exclusive. Pretty much. I don't have to go to that. Yeah, I think you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> but that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't necessarily make a huge deal out of it. Yeah, it's not it's, obvious. It's there. Well, now so the fandom yeah. will. Yeah, no. Put put the screen caps in the hashtag, guys. Yeah. And we've already got we've got two Flint Coles already. So let's yeah. keep bringing yeah. these universes. I'm trying to find a way to get a third one into another series now. Right. But, uh, <laughs> Throw it into Red versus Blue as a one-off yeah. character, just someone in the background. Here's a fun world-building question from Twitter. Oh, boy. It says, what is Remnant's legal age for things like drinking, marriage, and getting your driver's license? <laughs> I, bring, I bring it up because I think it was in episode 9. Oh, no. No, I think it was the beginning of episode 10 when, like, the Grim all started showing up and, like, it was going down. And there was a scene where I th- where there were, like, a few people, like, in a cafe watching, and they had teacups, but my brain automatically filled in pints. Yeah. So I think it's... Oh, a- yeah, that, that was actually a thing. Uh, <laughs> we in, in reviews, uh, you know, some of the people that were watching the episode had a question about where did they go and what were they drinking, yeah. where... Um, you know, we are trying to make it pretty clear that, you know, they're... No, they, they, but in the episode before, they call out that they're going to go drink a coffee and tea. Yeah. And, or shopkeep establishment that they wind up at. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the bars that we had been at before. But, uh, I feel yeah, like everyone... I mean, um, yeah, I guess, you know, in terms of the actual years of legality for what, uh, you'd have to ask Miles and Carrie, but... Uh, <laughs> but but who, who's to say how this culture works or exactly how human lifespans work? Yeah, in yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah I, I feel, feel like... The wizard had lived for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. So I feel like everyone wishes they could drink at this point. <laughs> yeah. For yeah, just like Chris got so the right it's, idea. Uh, it could be, it's it's their equivalent of you know it could be butter beer you know you know. So. <laughs> I was kind of figuring. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, I no. just wonder if you oh, have to be certified. Hand, yeah, all the adults are hitting something. You know, oh, oh, for sure. You know, I don't know at this flash, you know, 
Pro. Uh, there's the black juice. There's oh, yeah. the, the great mystery of what's in uh, Ozpin's mug. So basically, <laughs> And then you're a drunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to go back. <laughs> so during one of the you're reviews, sober and then you're drunk. Yeah, uh, I, I know what's in Ospin's mug, and apparently there's some sound design where people think that they're hearing a like uh, early in volume two when he walks up to break up the Crow Winter fight and he's got the line about hey, there's a fight around the corner and they've got popcorn and he, he shakes his mug. Yeah, there might be a sound there that can be misinterpreted of ice, ice clinking. Yeah, that's what Shannon thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so he's he assuming heard, that he's, I, yeah. he's got you know whiskey over rocks or something in the mug, but that yeah. that, that that is not it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will forever be a mystery. Okay, I I will talk about the dragon <laughs> slash wyvern. I was going to talk about it. Wyvern slash Drake slash. I, yeah. I personally can just we talk about the really boss run bird? <laughs> I was gonna it's talk a boss a- run at this point, you guys. Can we talk about the boss run? I was run? gonna talk about the fairy tale, but yeah, let's go ahead and just why why stop in the middle of the action? Yeah. Let's why go ahead and stop. talk about the rest of this, this battle. This is some Kingdom Hearts level insanity. I'm having flashbacks to like Night of a Thousand Heartless here, going, oh, and here they come. I mean, that oh, was boy. that was very much what it felt that. like. Like this was the in this was like super JRPG for me. Where oh my god, like, yes. Where it's like we got the big bad boss, and you got all your outlying team members and they're fighting off all the other little mini versions of the big bad and eventually we're all going to get together and fight it. It was great. Every if, if time you think you're done, then another wave gets dropped. Exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I will probably hate this level of our video game if we ever get around to it. <laughs> I was going to say, it felt very DLC. similar to uh, the Dynasty Warriors-esque totally. setup of the video yes. game. Switch from yeah, this team we'll, to this we'll, team we'll to this team. Oh god. Also, very reminiscent of like the climax of an anime series where mm-hmm. you have all of the side oh, characters yeah. that you've made friends with. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I want, there's a lot action of action oriented stuff going on in both of these episodes. Yeah. And I'm just wondering from a production standpoint, obviously you guys have been planning this a long, long time, but you're dealing with new character designs, you're dealing with, uh, the air fleet, you're dealing with flying grims, you're dealing with new types of grim that we haven't seen before. Just from a production standpoint, how did you guys even start trying to tackle all of that? Well, we, we, we cried a lot. Always <laughs> 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 oh, That's okay, so did we last week. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, and then we, we threatened Miles and Carrie and, and begged them not to do that to us, and we're doing it anyway. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, uh, this is easily the most ambitious uh, season of any show that Rooster Teeth has done before, at least in the animated sense. Uh, I, I don't, I can't even remember off the top of my head now, but like just the, the number of characters involved. Yeah, so you know, we went volume one. We were just bootstrapping ourselves at the time and learning how to really do the show, and we only had so many models we could build. Right. And you know, we just decided to. Um, you know, it, it wasn't just an excuse. It, we, they, they wanted to try the aesthetic of what we were calling the, the shadow folk, meaning that if you weren't a principal character, all the background extras would always right. um, be textureless. And um, and that, that that certainly helped us in the production side, but they also just wanted to try it as an aesthetic. And then by volume two, we're like, nah, right. let's, let's just go for it and populate the world. And, um, yeah, the amount of time spent on, on just Frankensteining together all the, yeah. the background extras was crazy. And... 
you would have thought we would have learned our lesson, but no, we decided to go ahead and go for the Olympic-sized international event with a stadium full of people. Oh, no. <laughs> all, you know, all the cultures running around the fairgrounds and, and the, yeah. the, the campus when stuff starts going down. It's so good, though. Yeah. It is. And, and shout out to, you know, um, the animators who um, wrangled all of our extras and uh, our camera and layout team that, that populate all the shots with the crowds and all the extra grim in the background doing their thing. You know, our animators, uh, the, the the principal animation team is doing all the close-to-camera character performances, and then you have all of our additional heroes on the team. By then, I'm talking about our other an- animators and layout folk who then bring the rest of the world in that shot to life, every single shot, by just um, fighting the tool to jam as many background characters in as they can before it crashes. So. <laughs> It's been quite a journey. Really yeah. proud of everybody. It, it's it, but it really looks like a very full world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, from, from my yeah. point of view, but it's it's. I'm just really happy with the evolution of how the shots have been looking season to season. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. It's been quite a challenge in the actual locations and whatnot. All the, the extra biomes for the arena and uh, so. But we had some fun though. Is kind of poetic justice. Um, our modelers who would build the sets. Uh, uh, also, we made sure to try and assign if you built this thing, you get to be the one to uh, uh, start to damage it later, as you know, the Grimmer oh, nice. Yeah, that's fun. We got the, our, our lead modeler, uh, uh, Tim Reed, had the. Uh, we only found out about this later once it was in progress, but Taylor uh, Pelto, uh, or Taylor McNee, now that she's married, um, was uh, the art director on Ruby Volume 1. Mm hmm. And uh, she's the voice of Penny. And uh, she moved away, but we've been able to still have her um, from her remote location. She still builds some models for us. Okay. Uh, so she's still been working on the show. So um, she got assigned to build the destroyed version of Penny. So she had to carve <laughs> up the in- Chat has spent the past five, six minutes trying to name the dragon. Yeah. I'm going to make an executive decision here. Uh, we're going with Kevin, you yeah, guys. Yeah, K-Bits was the it's first Kevin one the to, to chime <laughs> in. And, and K-Bits said... Yeah, uh, Kevin, yeah. Carolyn Grant did not skip a beat and immediately said Kevin the Grim. So I feel like that's it's official. Kevin. It's Kevin. The dragon is now Kevin. You guys. We need to talk about Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. He, did, he definitely had some damage. H, really bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> so we can watch next episode going. Kevin, no. Kevin, yeah. why? Kevin, behave. Ke- Kill Kevin. Kevin. Kill Kevin. Amazing. <laughs> Oh my god, you killed Kevin, you monsters. You <laughs> bastards, yeah. Oh, that's oh, fine. Oh, that's that's fine, family show. Hashtag not Shoot. a kid's show. Is it really? <laughs> is it though? I did that. I'm sorry. But, but I'm while sorry. we're on the subject of Kevin, it'll help make this discussion a little bit easier. Um, we got the World of Remnant earlier in the season about the communications towers and yeah. how they're all connected. Oh, and no. if one goes down, has some bad stuff going to happen. <laughs> So I figure we got either one of two things. Either Kevin does it directly, see it's Mm -hmm. making it easier. Or Kevin takes out the stadium, which takes out the the communications. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards the stadium. That's my personal opinion. Because stadium fights are awesome. So why would we stop that? No, yeah. (laughs) What, in a falling stadium? Yeah. 
Well, and yeah, we, we still we're have... still going to play on expectations a little bit. There, it'll be interesting to see what everyone thinks yeah. about how this plays out. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> The hashtag is now Stop Kevin 2K16. <laughs> stop, stop Kevin. I appreciate that. And what I That's love amazing. is that we With your tax deductible donations, you too can <laughs> you stop, stop Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> we still have our evil trio on the roof periscoping, periscoping all of this. There's no other word for it. Just, and make sure you get all of the carnage. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm focusing on them. Well, cause and I mean, then they like- Cinder watching uh, Pira head into presumably where Amber is being kept and she she's going to follow her down. There's no way. Yeah. She is either going to finish the job with Amber and take it or take out Pira. Now, here's a question. Is that a happy coincidence for Cinder or is that all part of the master plan? Oh, I'm sure she forced the hand. I would not be surprised if I have half the power. I can feel the other half here. Yeah, that's fair, I think. I just, I also think Cinder is such a, she's clearly a little bit of a mastermind. You know what I mean? Like they took over. She's a Xanatos. Yeah, yeah. Dance, they they took over the broadcast of everything. They're clearly in control of. We had a Terminator moment. Yeah, exactly. It was totally Skynet. Uh, So I feel like (laughs) it's all very premeditated. Let me finish the beat. Well, speaking of premeditated, um, we do have the. Jean at the end following Pira into Ozpin. I know. And there was something earlier on in the season where uh, uh, I think Carrion and, and I think uh, Miles said that yeah. we're going to hate Jean for something this season. And I think we haven't seen it yet. I, agree. I, I don't think remember hearing that. He's going to, I, I think hmm. he's going to screw up the transfer process because he has no idea what's going on. As a result, Amber's going to die, Cinder's going to get all the power, yeah. or a happier moment. He and Pira are going to split the power in a weird Paupu Fruit Kingdom Hearts sort of a way. <laughs> or Cinder is going it. to take him hostage and use him to force uh, Pira's hand. Either yeah. way, Jean, Jean will be well, the key. Because the fandom doesn't hate Jean enough already. Oh, we got, oh, we got plenty God. of room. You I like him. I'm like in the minority. Me too. <laughs> or I will show up to save the day and get in the way, and he'll collect all the power. Yeah, he'll be the summer maiden. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's, but that's another thing is is Amber could regain consciousness at the last minute before she dies and go, this guy's killing me. That's the last person she thinks of, well, and John yeah. gets the But if it's a guy, it goes girl. to someone random. That's true. No, because I agree with you. Like, there, it, I feel like there is a possibility that Jean would, like, make that call, especially if he knows about the turmoil that Pira's in, which he doesn't right now, but if he finds out... There's a good chance that he would kill her just to be like, you can't, no, you don't get to make that decision. And then, they, I made both, it for you. then they both get to wallow in the, we accidentally killed somebody. Yep. Well, we just kind of, guy. kind of going off of that, Jen, when, when you saw the script for, uh, not this past episode, not PvP, but the episode before. Oh, you before, mean the one where she throws John into a wall? Where, yeah, she threw <laughs> John into a wall. Uh, Destiny is yeah. a little <laughs> Yeah, that was a while ago. Um, what was uh, what was your take on that? Did you think that there there's kind of no coming back for their relationship at that point? Or do you oh, think... No, oh. no, 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 no. There, there's definitely coming back. That was just an accident. Like, <laughs> she may, now she may not think that she can... She may feel awful about that. But I know that John, even if I hadn't read the script, I'd be <laughs> like John, like he would never he would never give up on her. No. He just would never not, not, not he after would never her. give up on her. Because she's never given up on him. Yeah. She, she she 
taught him to have faith in himself, and there's exactly. no way that he would never stop that. Yeah, he would forgive her from that. Yeah. Like, he would totally forgive her for that. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, he's already got the line in the, the arena where it's like, it was not your fault, it was whoever that yeah. was on the radio afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. Keep in mind that this is a relationship that started with her spearing him to a tree. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Help! I know. I know, and it's great. (laughs) So one of the great, one of the greatest comedy beats of the series is that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Too good. Too good. It was. It was. It was pretty spectacular. So. We there's another aspect of this fight that we have or about this big battle that we haven't touched on yet, and that's the fact that Adam and Blake come face to face again is for back the from first the time. I know. In what is it? Years? It's time and forever. You stop that. <laughs> that is not the Disney song we need right now. Unclear. No, the one we need right now is. Taylor's old as time. No. no, no, not that either. I, I mean, Beast in the in in any of the stories was never a milady type of a guy. Right, Adam. It, I I swear, the only thing that could have made him creepier in this preview would be if he'd been saying milady instead of my love. Someone photoshopped <laughs> a fedora on that man. Yeah. yeah. Or if he had Garrett's uh, uh, the voice actor's actual dreadlocks that were dyed red. <laughs> that Be like, whoa, what happened to you, dude? <laughs> <laughs> totally into it. Yeah. You'll come back to me, my lady. Yeah. Oh, God. Tips yep. his mask. <laughs> the jury is still out as to exactly who's the beauty and who's the beast. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's a little bit of each of them, depending on you know whose buttons have been mashed when. It's a dance. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. dance. It is. And, uh, you know, so I guess in terms of the timeline... Yeah, I don't. I, you know, as far as we know, yeah, Blake has not actually seen Adam since the black trailer, which mm-hmm. yeah, we've now kind of set it. Uh, you know, within a year or so before the episode starts, based on the flashback information in seven. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, we we're not exactly specifying exactly how many months or how long it's been, but you know, it's it's been before she. Uh, you know, the, the the black trailer happens. She gets away from the White Fang. She decides that's it. I'm going to try and normalize. Uh, in my life again, trying to ground myself, and she, you know, enrolls at Beacon. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, now her her past is absolutely back to haunt her in a huge way. Yeah, well, every time the White Fang shows up, even in conversation, she just kind of ears go up. What? Yeah, no, and this one we we've gotten a lot of comments about how just skin crawlingly unsettling their their meeting was. Oh my god, yes. You can call it that. Yeah. yeah so the um you know, uh when Carrie and I were working on directing the show, something that was frustrating Carrie was um you know, just because of the technology uh, of these characters and how we built and rigged them. Um and you know, Adam was actually like the fourth character ever made, I guess, ever. So, I mean, he was, they made for the black trailer, mm. uh, you know, bef- possibly before Yang was even built. So, he, he was one of our earliest models, and um, as a result of that, they, there's only so much you can kind of do with his ability to emote in the facial rig. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, but more to the point, it, it's the, um, he's got that mask. And what was driving Carrie nuts was the fact that you can't see the eyes because when he's directing a character performance, so much of it is in what's going on in the eyes. Mm -hmm. He's like, he feels like he can't get everything he wants out of um, the character of Adam's performance because he can't get the eyes to do anything because of the mask. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't get it. 
owned that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like um, the alien design of the Aliens movies. You can't see its eyes. It's like Locus and RVB, yeah. where yeah. they become that much more inhuman, yeah. which in, in Adam's case, because he's a faunus, you know, is even more of a it's, it's more of a poetic statement yeah. that you see his eyes, you're denied the windows to what humanity he might have, and, and now it's, it, it also should kind of demonstrate what he might be capable of. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's I, I, I like the fact that it's it's kind of creepy cool to me that you don't get to see his eyes. And, yeah. And all, yeah. yeah it's, I, terrifying. I like the, uh, there's a post that... I can't see the eyes. There's a post that Miles re, uh, re or tweeted out uh, from mm-hmm. Tumblr um, to bring to lighten the mood a little bit. I feel like Adam is the Kylo Ren of the Ruby fandom. <laughs> Adam wears a mask, is over dramatic, emo, has a red emo sword, uh, and is finishing what the old leader had started. Yes, we have yet to see him destroy things in a fit of rage. We also have to see him. Yeah, we, we did. Have yet- <laughs> Black <laughs> trailer. Yeah. Well, throwing a tantrum—that's what I mean. Yeah, that's tantrum. the fit of rage Fair part. Play. We also have yet to see him get his rear handed to him, and boy, yeah. am I looking forward to that noise. Yeah. Uh, we have a question from Kbits on Twitter. A uh, question for Gray: Did you do any ad libbing for Torchwick, pu- Torchwick pushing buttons? <laughs> oh uh, no, not so much. No, not, not in the dialogue since. Yeah, uh, I had the privilege of also getting the mocap that stuff also, so it was fun to kind of work out his blocking. Oh, nice. And, uh, do, do the little kind of happy skip that he does over the control panel and things <laughs> like that. That's great. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, I, I thought that the dialogue that Miles and Carrie had just at the moment, fine. I mean, we've got some outtakes here and there, but I, I'm pretty sure that what wound up on screen was script accurate. Yeah. So, yeah, there's nothing not, juicy there's there. There's not as much... There's not much ad libbing. I feel like, like I feel like maybe some character, but like, I don't like know. Per, yeah, honestly, per year there might only be a couple of ad lib jokes that get in on, yeah. on Ruby. It's it's really not the same as it is on RBB. Mm-hmm. No. Oh my God, Again. Addison photoshopped a fedora onto Adam. <laughs> that didn't take long. Bless you, Addison. That's <laughs> hilarious. We love you for a reason. We and love it, you for many well, reasons. It dear. looks. Good. It looks really good. Like the pose they picked and the angle. I mean, this is really oh, good. Oh, God. Look at this. Look at this noise. Oh, she got it. She got it. That great? I already retweeted it, guys. So. It's, it's, in, it's If you want to see it, it is in the hashtag. So go take R-W-B-Y a look because it, is a, thing, yeah. it is a thing of wonder and beauty. All right. So we are running short on time. Yeah. I want to oh, talk. I want to. I know. It's it's already getting late. So let's no. let's talk about the four maidens. And, and we'll touch back on how. Uh, highlights from this two-parter in in a moment but I want to touch on the four maidens real quick because this it's it's really cool when I watched this episode I really when I watched this world of remnant I wanted a fairy tale book set mm-hmm. in Me the world too. of remnant I want their tales of grim or whatever yeah. the I, we want their is. tales of beetle the bard yeah. exactly like we want their book of fairy tales and we want like the grim origin story and like how different things came to be and how the first hunters and hunters is got their semblances and like we want all of these origin fairy tale we talked about this at length in the reaction video we did but the long and short of it is can we have this book we, have, we had a red versus blue book can we yeah can we, we, have we this? will call our merch department right now i'm sure there's a perfect great yeah there's just I've, I've always been a fan of the more storybook quality art design yeah. role of remnant um you know we went for a little more detail with the four maidens story just because of what 
needed to happen in the story and was so character driven as opposed to the more history lesson nature of the previous installments. And uh, yeah, kudos to you know this year those, those assets have been done by our production artist Aaron Wynn. And that particular tale was brought to life by uh, our actual 2D animation team. So normally, uh, it's been um, uh, either our comp team or uh, sometimes Peter Sorensen, who uh, is also a member of the 2D animation team. But for this one, we actually gave it to the entire team that does uh, X-Ray and Bav and mm. some of our other 2D projects that uh, um, they had a little bubble in their schedule. Like, would you guys like to do a World of Remnant for us? It's, it's going to be a, an actual storybook fairy tale they went... They went nuts on it, so oh, yeah, it turned it really well. Awesome! I didn't know that. Yeah. It's really neat. Yeah, and it's the first time I believe that we've seen facial features in a world of Remnant. Yeah. Everybody's always been in silhouette, and it it looked well, adorable. Yeah, it, no, it actually, did. I loved. I loved the art style. So mm-hmm. cute. Yep. Yeah, I think it turned out great, and and we um, it was it was because the characters needed to emote for this particular story that yeah. we also wanted to get uh, our, our our other two D performance team involved. Well, that makes yes. complete sense. Yeah. And I think that the big implication from this fairy tale is, as you mentioned at the top of the show, Katie, that it is most likely Ozpin, who was the wizard. Yeah. I mean, if he's lived long enough to make more mistakes than the entire world combined. Mm-hmm. And it would make sense why in the current, in the present time, why Ozpin and company would be keeping tabs on the maidens. Mm -hmm. And even possibly, uh, Amber might have been on her way back to Beacon to visit him when she got attacked. That is, that is a possibility. She Mm -hmm. could have been on her way back to keep her promise. These these are all excellent theories. (laughs) (laughs) Do you need popcorn over there? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, a lot of the fans are also asking a lot of the same questions right now. And I, I again, I gotta love that everyone's trying to figure out exactly what is or is not a puzzle yeah. piece and how might they fit together and whatnot. There, there are always reasons within reasons. <laughs> Pretty much all I can say about that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, even just on its own, it was a lovely fairy tale. Mm-hmm. It was just beautiful. Yeah, it was a nice break after the. The heart-wrenching stuff that we had been yeah. watching. I want the book. Yeah. You learn a lot about a culture from their mythology, and so mm-hmm. I want the mythology of Remnant. This could be an off an off season expansion of of just the fairy tales of of Remnant while they're working on the main series. Or oh, you know, do it the same way that they're doing Red versus Blue Maybe. season fourteen, and have different people write Anthologies? different stuff. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Sign me up. All right, so that we're we're running short on time. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on for the world of Remnant uh, before we we move into predictions uh, about the upcoming episodes? I can't wait to see the cosplay groups. Yeah, <laughs> tell <laughs> yeah, Anime <laughs> Expo. I'm yeah. waiting, you guys. Yeah. Shout out to Tifa even Lockhart. WonderCon. I know. I felt like I felt like summer looked like a cute Tifa. like Tifa. <laughs> it was great. I thought that winter looked like she came straight out of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, it looked oh, yeah. very Water Tribe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, it would be great to hear where the inspiration for all those character designs came from. Yes. Mm -hmm. That would be fantastic. Um, I will say that just looking back at the all these episodes as a whole, there are a few highlights for me. Um, and one is just that tracking shot yeah. in the back of the really cool. You were talking about uh, all these models and working through everything. And that tracking shot, I think, was just a highlight of how how immersive this world you guys yeah. have created has become and it's just it looked phenomenal 
We're talking about the, the camera flying through the campus to look at the various yeah. bits of... Yeah, exactly. That was like yeah. the Avengers one shot. Oh, forget yeah. Star Wars yeah. even. Like, no. Yeah, was... Was, uh, there are some of those where also um, the, the the software can't actually handle what we're doing with the shots, so we would have to break them into like four different segments. So it looks like one shot, but really the first 25% of all the frames were, you know, one file and... Uh, so on and so forth for, for the rest of the shot just because we're pushing the software to the limits by how much stuff we could jam into one scene. Love so yeah, jam. it was not an easy one. So good. And I love the Griffins. I absolutely love the Griffins. New Grim Design's happening. We've got some new um, uh, the, some of the alphas are starting to show up. Yeah. Yeah. just There's some more information visually being delivered right now about Exactly, you know what? What are the grim made out of, or you know how how do you get more grim? One way of getting more grim, you know. So there, there's a whole bunch of little, again, more more puzzle pieces to kind of keep getting thrown out there right now. Yeah, it was very Cloverfield when they were dropping off of the dragon. Yeah, it was extremely Cloverfield. I was having flashbacks. Uh, <laughs> the chat says Ozpin versus Kevin two K fifteen. Two K sixteen. Wow. Yeah. Chat was go, right. Gonna, I was three months. We're gonna go back in time. Yeah, we're fine. gonna go back in time. He's gonna mix everything. Yes. In time. That might be his semblance. Who knows? Time yeah. travel. Yeah. 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 He could go back to uh, stop time, which is yeah. why he doesn't age. Uh, and also all the clockwork in his office. Yep. Yeah. It's an in big indicator. We're onto something. Yep. All right. <laughs> since we're talking about that uh, prediction, and mark. now your AfterBuzz TV. Predictions. And the light show. We are on it You're getting really good at that. I work here, so <laughs> I, I hear it like eight times a day at the very least, so I'm good with all it. Right. I had my finger on the button ready to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, James. Well, we do all we do our own stunts. Well, yeah. one thing I've really appreciated about this season is that you guys have started putting promos up for yes. the next episode. To just yeah. Give a little so tease. You like those? That's working because, like, when we we were originally asked to do that by our marketing department, it's usually, you know, we, it's been okay to cut them. But when we're in the heat of production, it's it's one more thing that we would prefer to like. We just want to focus on the show. And we have to cut right. these also now too. But um, but the reactions have been pretty good. It, it, we were afraid of getting a little too spoilery. We also get accused frequently and not undeservedly, I know, of, of <laughs> being teases. And we didn't. <laughs> that is the point of a trailer. That's, That's true. Yeah, that so is... It was whether or not to, to go for that, or in, and I guess we've sort of embraced it. They seem to be doing okay. So you, you guys are all right with all the coming up next time? So yeah, you know? I, I think it's just enough to whet the appetite and not enough to spoil anyone. It's just enough to make us cry. The only so thing that really, the you're only, doing good. Yeah, yeah, the only thing it really does is mess up the playlist if you're trying to watch all of the episodes in order on YouTube. <laughs> oh, but aside from that... <laughs> we, yeah, actually, we we are going to try and fix that. Uh, <laughs> well, starting with how they're arranged on um, roosterteeth.com mm-hmm. and hopefully over on the, the channel for YouTube as well, where we're going to try and shunt those off into some other category so they won't affect the main playlist. So Bless your heart. We'll, 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 we'll get to that soon, hopefully. Yeah, I love them for red versus blue. I love them for ruby. Mm-hmm. So yes. yes. No. And they're good. And they're never. They're never too spoilery. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Just 25 enough. Twenty-five seconds. Just enough, <laughs> guys. The only. Yeah, but when your episodes are only you know twelve-ish minutes long, that that's, that's already yeah. an interesting percentage of the yeah. runtime. So there's yeah. there's also and then the other thing is that half the time we don't even want to come near the imagery of that episode, so we have to pick these other little weirder, calmer moments uh, yeah. that you might not not necessarily need to focus on. 
but that's just you know the, the cost of like not wanting to reveal this one other scene at all. Yeah. So you're so, basically, but it, but it sounds like it's working, so that's great. So you're basically crafting the Winter Soldier trailer every week, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> trying not to give away the yeah. twist. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's our uh, editorial guys. That's uh, Connor and Stan and Cole that that take care of those. They've been kind of trading off. Who's been taking care of them? And they, they I think they have fun. Uh, figuring out how to mess with the fans each week a little bit. So. <laughs> They're doing an yeah. amazing we have job. Over- they truly We've done are. some stuff with the trailers before. Like, um, <laughs> where we'll go ahead and actually, if we have enough time, we will alter some of the imagery that goes in the trailer because we don't want to spoil what the real version of the moment is. Oh, um, yeah, well, you, you did that with Food Fight. Yeah, with, oh, yeah, that was... Oh, there were so many people that were mad at me. The, uh, the yeah. Where... where, where uh, Ruby has wise in, in her arms, and everything's yes. coming down around her. But she's like, screaming, "Why?" We've we've removed all, all of the food. food. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we can't do that on a weekly basis. Yeah. But just, just have a fun. I was so sneaky. I remember seeing that and being like, ah, yeah. "Amazing, <laughs> so great." <laughs> Yeah, so, so I would, we I would rather trailer. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have uh, the confrontation between Blake and Adam and yeah. Milady, Milady, or as he said, darling. Hello, oh. 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 baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, Everybody my in chat has been doing that. I, I know it's, it's beautiful. Oh, I love it's, you all. I think somebody in the chat too, like, made some reference to feeling like the relationship between Adam and Blake was like a little Kilgrave and Jessica. Ooh, oh God, I hope not. Oh. Oh. <laughs> A big pop. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I think you killed us all. Speaking of dark, yeah, taking a dark yeah. turn. Jeez, we yeah. also have Ruby versus Neo, which historically anyone versus oh Neo God. is not a fight you that goes had, well for the anyone. You had so a prediction, not. Mark. You I have a, a theory Neo. about who Neo, who Neo's literary. Uh, inspiration is. Oh. And this comes from my lovely fiance, who's a genius. We mm. watched season two, and she was like, who's Neo? And I was like, we have no idea. She said, it's Mary Poppins. What? Mary Poppins in the books is a terrible, terrifying person who takes care of four Banks children, Team Ruby, maybe, probably, mm-hmm. who's very vain and obsessed with herself in the mirror and other reflections. So in, in season uh. two, when they drop down with that mirror, that it makes more sense. It it and she's she can literally fit in. I know you're watching, and I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> she can literally fit into any type of uh, of fantasy genre at once, and seems to know everything that's going on in in the realm of her storybooks. Not the one that we know in Disney, but no, the no, original no. P.L. Travers Dutch doll. I was going to say, if she takes Mary her Poppins. umbrella and starts flying through the air, you <laughs> might, <laughs> might be able to She's really it. light on her feet and seems really prim and proper. I'm just watching our guests react. Here. No, and this I appreciate it. of wonder and, if, and beauty. I still, I still prefer the Little Mermaid theory <laughs> that we, we got at our panel at RTX, but I, I like where you're I, going with I, that. I, 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 I haven't heard this one. What, what the Little Mermaid? Really? Yeah, what's uh, that? Yeah, when we when we had our panel at RTX, uh, we had one fan say uh, that they because one fan asked what our thoughts were on Neo, and we had somebody from the audience go. A lot of people are lining up behind the Little Mermaid theory because she she never speaks. 
uh, and which mm-hmm. is uh, an aspect of the Little Mermaid. And there for were sure. there were more details, but if you look at the uh, character design for her outfit, it mm-hmm. kind of does look like little fish, like her coattails resemble mm-hmm. like a Little Mermaid fishtail. It was a much better convincing argument than I'm giving right now. So if you guys want to <laughs> watch our Ruby panel, mm-hmm. it's in the uh, After Buzz TV Ruby playlist. Mm-hmm. Nice. You can, yeah, forget the plug. audio issue. <laughs> well, it's one microphone and an entire room that was at capacity for some reason. I still don't understand. I don't either. Yeah, anyway. and I appreciate the misdirect yeah. on that, Gray, for asking about the Little Mermaid theory instead of commenting on these very. <laughs> yeah. And also, I've, I've, what, I've never listen. heard this before. One, one last, one last little pin to put in it. Go right What's ahead. better than a spoonful of sugar? A spoonful of ice cream. Neapolitan. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, say, I don't want to drop the mic. They're too expensive. Drop the no, mic. they're too expensive. Pen drop. I that's, that's, that's a great drop. That's great. How about you, Emma? Any thoughts? Gosh, I feel like Mark with his Mary Poppins theory just like took it away from everybody. No, um, actually, uh, uh, at Wham Slam Dax uh, in the uh, in in Twitter kind of summarized my. Uh, predictions, which I talked a little bit earlier about how I thought the Jeanne Cinder thing could potentially go down, uh, and and that maybe we'll we'll see a little semblance from uh, Jeanne. All right, well. That just, just about does it yes. for um, for our show tonight. I want to say thank you again to our wonderful, wonderful guests. It, it yeah, really thank you for having us. Yeah, great. you guys are awesome. Yes, this is so much fun. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. It you guys was are awesome. An mm-hmm. absolute yeah. pleasure. Um, do you guys have any other upcoming projects uh, that you have going on uh, before Ruby wraps up? Before Ruby Red. Or, or, or after or Ruby Red. Ever. Really, at any time in the near future. In your life. Plug your projects. Anything you want to give us a second tease. We're, we've already gone. Um, we're in pre production on a bunch of different things involving RVB 14. Uh, Miles and Carrie are already trying to pull ahead on writing Ruby Volume 4. Uh, there's some new projects that are happening on various fronts that we can't get into quite yet. Um, yeah, just it, it, it's it's really an exciting time. 2016 is going to be pretty huge. It's yeah. uh, it's going to be the year of Ruby. Um, right. and, and stay tuned. We'll be able to start making some interesting announcements in the couple next months. Awesome. Ooh. Can't wait. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what any of that is. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, which is really exciting. <laughs> Because I don't. I love. I love that. I always get surprised when y'all say things. Because sometimes y'all don't tell me stuff. Yeah. I'm no. It's always hard. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's happening. Uh, I, I wish I could share teas with everybody, but no, all, I, know, all I, I can know. do is that if if you know, hope people out there know me and how I get excited about stuff. And all I can say is I'm really excited about some stuff that's happening right now. Yeah. So. Nice. That's great. Um, uh, on the on the same tip. I actually have some pretty exciting news, but I'm not allowed to say anything for a while. Mm-hmm. So I suggest that you follow me on uh, Twitter at, at the underscore Jen Brown, because in about two months, I'm going to reveal something very big, nice. which is awesome. very exciting. Um, and then aside from that, I have a podcast myself, uh, which is a feminist horror podcast. So if anybody out there is really into horror movies and uh, ladies that like to talk about it, you uh, just you made Megan's night. You yeah. have made Megan's life. Yeah. You, you just made my night. That's so fantastic. Women in oh, caskets, right? Out. We love it so much. I'm so excited. We just did an episode about tea. So, oh, no. <laughs> no. Thank you for joining us. We gotta go. 
Yeah. We yeah. actually do yeah. have to go. Yeah. We've been getting the wrap up sign for Our a while. Our engineer is very angry at us. Um, thank you guys. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, very exciting. Thank you guys so, 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 so much for coming on tonight. Uh, we Again, we can't say thank you enough. Uh, you guys are great. Mm-hmm. we got to wrap it up because yes, we are yes. getting yelled at. Mark, where can uh, people go if they want to find you? Find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica, Rooster Teeth website, at Soapbox Mark. Uh, I'm Katie Cullen, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Rooster Teeth. Uh, Kia Shea, that's K-I-A-X-E-T. We have Star Wars Rebels tonight at 8 p.m. with a special guest. Also, I will be at Gallifrey One over Valentine's Day weekend. Come say hi, get a ribbon. And I'm Emma Fife. Follow me on Twitter at Emma Fife. You'll know everything that I'm doing because I tweet all the time. <laughs> and I'm Megan. You guys can tweet at me at the Megan. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-A-A. And thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you to our wonderful guests. Thank, 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 thank you, Thank you, See you on Twitter Bye. and in we'll Texas. We'll see you next time. We love you all. From Bye. executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Talk you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.